The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We will crown a new world heavyweight champion. This will be a champion that will defend anywhere, anytime, all over the world. WWE will never look the same. You are listening to The Fight Show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network covering tomorrow's WWE pay-per-view from Saudi Arabia, Night of Champions. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network, at, at the SGP Network. You can follow me on two Twitter accounts. The first one is a Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. I'm the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast and you can follow me at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. My other Twitter account where I talk about all sports is at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. If you look at the top of that page, you will always see the PL for the previous month. And we have delivered 119 months in a row of transparent track profit. We are just one month away from delivering a decade of profit and being undefeated every single month for a decade, undefeated every single month for 10 years. I am joined by my regular colleague when it comes to breaking down wrestling. He regularly joins me every week on the dirty sheets and is the host of the Lingus Mafia podcast is Mr. Cav Manning. Hey, it's nice to be here with you, Billy. And going over some betting lines because there's only a few that I'm not very strong on um, where you're like pretty sure on a lot of things about, oh, yeah, well, these guys are going to win. These guys are going to win. Um, then there's just only a little bit. I'm interested to hear what you think, if you think um, they're all pretty easy or not. Do you have any uh, opinions off the top of your head if these betting lines are simple and, like, what's the easy cash in? Well, I can tell you straight off the bat, not a lot of these lines are close. They're relatively wide. We don't have what we had at WrestleMania where we have um, – 10 to 11, 10 to 11 favorites. You know how NFL lines, when when they make the spread, it's always to make it even. Mm-hmm. So it's always, a, it's always the same odds on both teams, except one team's getting points. Uh, we had that with a few matches at WrestleMania. We had that with Bianca Belair and Oscar, but um, was one that sticks out in particular. But here, we don't have that. We have relatively wide favorites for all these matches. So... I think to to make a profit here, you would be looking at um, being with a book where you could do a parlay or something along those lines because unless you strongly fancy an underdog, you're not really going to be able to make a lot of money unless you want to bet a lot of money on certain outcomes. So if you're 100% that somebody wins, let's say Brock or Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, for example, mm-hmm. then you know you would have to put quite a bit down to, to make on this on this particular show. It is full of wide favorites. And usually, I do tend to find these Saudi shows quite predictable. They usually uh, have a house showy kind of feel to them as far as the booking goes in terms of making the Saudis as happy as possible yeah. by having their 
Bitcoin, unless it's somebody who's in the midst of a significant push and it would just derail everything that the company are doing. So, for example, every time Roman's gone there and successfully defended or in this instance, does it make sense to to put a to put a title on Ali to appease people and, and derail the momentum of Gonta that you've built for months and months? So, yeah, this, they're, they're, really the, they're, they're really the only questions. But I usually do find these cards in particular quite easy. So uh, let's get into the first one. What do we got? So we'll start off the top. But I am hearing this won't be the main event, Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. Um, I think they're pivoting towards having Sammy and Kevin versus uh, Roman and Solo as the last match. And this would be the opening match, which I think immediately um, diminishes the importance of this title being anywhere near equal to the other one. Do you not agree? Yeah, I mean, I I understand also how they do things to where it's let's start it off with a monster of a match right off the bat to get everybody, you know, juices flowing and all that kind of stuff. But if it is for a a brand new world title, I mean, it should be the main event. It's the world title, even though it's not the real world title. It's the world title, but we all know this was created because nobody could beat someone for the other one. (laughs) So it does feel like... Um, they did that with the Patriots, my, right? They just said, we're not going to have a Super Bowl anymore. We're going to have a second one because the Patriots win. Didn't they do that? Well, the Patriots didn't. The Patriots were not that. They were just that Tom. Dominant. Tom Tom was not allowed anymore. <laughs> See, Tom is like Roman then. So you had to move Tom around. Um, got so the odds here. Go no, go on. Oh, I was going to say, okay, what, what, what are the odds with uh, Seth and... Uh, AJ, because I think this is every package in the world was for Seth. <laughs> AJ barely got a mention this week. Yeah, I mean, he did turn up to the press conference though today, which Rollins didn't did not make. Uh, but it does seem like they were they were singing Rollins's song when Becky was out there, mm. and she had to sort of pivot away from what she was saying to say things like. Um, yeah, he agrees with me too. He agrees with me too, like mm, <laughs> because geez. they were just singing for him. And um, they they were singing his song, and she was going, "Yes, yes," and he agrees too, like because <laughs> they didn't care about shoehorn it in. Yeah, because they didn't care that she was out there, so it was odd. But um, yeah, so Rollins is the minus eight hundred one to eight favorite to win this match, <laughs> and AJ Styles is five to one, a five to one underdog. Um, what do you think? I, I think this is relatively straightforward. Yeah, I do too. And also because why is a guy from SmackDown even in this for one? And his whole group is on SmackDown. So <laughs> the whole thing is just, it's dopey. And as over as Seth is, he's ho- the hot guy right now. They want Saudi, that entire place doing that music. They're they're begging for that. They want that thing to go on for 10 minutes uh, without interruption. So I'm going with Seth without even thinking twice. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is an easy one to add on. It doesn't really add a lot of money even to Parlace. I mean, you're having to, to win 100 bucks, so you have to bet 800 So I think the interesting part here is, is that as Roman moves on to having to have singles matches again, and with a lot of people feeling that Cody needed to win at WrestleMania because Roman was running out of opponents, I was not one of those people. 
because you do have Randy Orton coming back at some point this year, even though he's had setbacks. You do have the edge match with his career on the line versus career versus title. Uh, Bobby Lashley hasn't had a title shot yet against Roman. And of course you have the revisiting of the Seth feud. Now on television, from what we've seen, it's only Seth Rollins is talking about Roman continuously. Um, and my prediction here will be that this reign will be short-lived because I can see Rollins winning this. I can see Rollins defending this on television and making a big deal out of that and saying, oh, look, I'm the champion who shows up. Mm -hmm. I'm the champion who defends belt every week and on every pay-per-view. And I'm, and I'm making this the most prestigious belt so you can forget about the other one and whatnot. And then we're in there in the same building, possibly in England. I think Roman will will hear all that and then squash this guy and beat him up and leave him for dead, allowing the Money in the Bank winner to cash in on him. Mm which means you then have Rollins wanting revenge against Roman for that. Totally negating the draft again, um, <laughs> which isn't really a big deal. Because if you're predicting that Roman and Seth won't happen at SummerSlam just because this company have some sort of loyalty to the draft, then you're a fucking idiot who hasn't been watching for the last however many years, like since 2002, uh, when they first did a draft. So they, they haven't adhered to it at all, particularly in the last... In the last um, in the last decade. So, yeah, I think that ultimately that's where we're going because no one else is talking about Roman at all unless it's going to be an internal challenger that rises from the inside the bloodline because that's where his feud is or, you know, he gets pinned by Sammy this weekend or, or Kevin, but they're revisiting things you've already done, which I think is the last thing the Roman Reigns, um, the, um, Roman's reign, Roman's, Roman Reigns run needs <laughs> when you're revisiting and rehashing opponents when you do have fresh oppositions go against. So I think that's where they'll go with this. But I think Seth wins on this night. Um, and that sort of segues on to our next match where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are one to three, minus 300 favorites to beat Solo and Roman, who are two to one plus 200 underdogs. Um, a lot of stuff being thrown up on Twitter. A lot of... Um, um, graph like photoshops and things of Roman with all the belts. <laughs> what do you think is one of the matches that you have that you have close or or not? Uh, no, um, I don't. I my best bet is that some of the Usos will come to give help when not asked, and this causes a problem, and somebody's going to end up uh, losing because of that, and start more of a feud with uh, Roman and the Usos and having issues with them and like, I didn't ask you to come here. You came here to, you know, uh, you know, get favor with me and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, <laughs> I can't even imagine you imagine Roman gets these belts too. I, I, you know what? I hope for it, but, um, I highly doubt that. And I don't believe Roman's going to be the one who gets pinned here either. I think it's going to be such a, like everyone's distracted and there's a roll up because of a, uh, screw up. So it's not like I'm not expecting Solo to get like knocked out or anything from it. I expect a, oh my God, I got rolled up from behind because you were distracting me type of thing. I think it will be more cleaner than a roll up because I just feel this is going to go on last. And after watching that press conference just now and with Sammy coming out last and with Sammy being so over 
to the point it took him about five minutes to speak at this press conference just now. Um, I think he'll get the pinfall, and I do think it'll be via Haluva kick. Um, wow. So I do think they'll get that in. But I do, but I also think there'll be a miscommunication and whatnot with the Usos. I do agree with that. But um, I think it will be cleaner than a roll-up because it's the last thing that you'll see. I don't think it's going to be a roll-up and you let the bloodline implode. I think it will be a finish where you let Sammy and Kevin celebrate and you allow Saudi children into the ring and, and everything and, and make it as easy as you possibly can. So, yeah, I, I, I'm surprised there because... I've seen a lot of stuff online where people are most torn about this match and there's been a lot of people saying, oh my God, he's going to win all the belts and all this kind of shit and, and photoshops and all that. And in fact, uh, last weekend, last week's SmackDown was pre-taped and what you'll see tonight is that Roman, after, at the end of the Kevin Owens show, does raise all of the belts. There's a real-life visual of that. Oh. A real-life visual of that, not Photoshop. So, so when, did they yeah, record you'll, you'll this, when did they record this one? Last Friday. Last Friday. Wow. So they jumped ahead a whole week. They didn't even do it like after a show on Monday. Wow. Okay. Um, no, because you'd have to have to drag everybody to Monday's show for no reason when they're all the SmackDown people are already there. There's yeah. no point. Mm. Yeah, I was wondering about SmackDown because I'm like, well, everybody's got to get over there. Are they going to do one of those shows like before Mania where there's three people on the card? You know, one of those things. Um, what do you think is the reason uh, straying away from the betting thing for – Five seconds. Um, how is uh, Sammy and Owens convinced, like, to go to Saudi? Wasn't that always like a choice that, and they just said we're not going? Now they are. No, no, they, Sam- are they told to go? What, what's up? Sammy wasn't allowed to go, and then there was um, a positive reaction for him when he wasn't there. Like people chanting his name last time they were there, and the um, the, the, the Saudi prince, mm-hmm. the. Um, the people in charge essentially decided that, oh, we need to make this happen and discussed it with the WWE. And Sammy was open to doing it because this this whole thing is sold as um, building bridges, right? That that's the whole that's the whole thing with this. It's yeah. sold as building bridges and we're moving things forward and we're um, giving hope to women and we're showing people like that Saudi is becoming more tolerant and mm-hmm. a place that ultimately go to. People are putting events there. They're, they're buying up events at a loss, by the way, to make people go there. Their, their whole their whole thing is is geared towards tourism. That's why they overpay for boxing. They overpay for football. They overpay for wrestling because they have money to burn. But essentially what they don't have is um, tourism footfall. I mean, I'm sure they have it now, but they want to be the tourist capital of the world. So that's what it's all geared towards. And it's a, it's all a big PR stunt. They don't, they, they're not paying $100 million for WWE. They're paying $100 million for publicity. Uh, and Sami Zayn is great publicity. You allow this Syrian over there to um, go to um, um, your mosques and all of this, which he's been doing this week. And mm. he spoke Arabic in the press conference and they all like ate it up. And yeah, this is just PR, PR, PR. Um, and I think it's bad PR if they lose too. So... Yeah, Owens wasn't going because Sammy wasn't going. Yeah, that's what I thought. Because uh, he camaraderie thing. But it, but it obviously um, one as piggybacks off the other. So yeah, this is why we've ended up here. Okay. Before we move on to our next match, let me take this quick time out to tell you guys about Edge Boost. And let me ask you the question: Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, 
you are missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 that you can add to your bankroll. My Edge Boost double down play of the day, my lock essentially, will be given out at the end of the show. But pause the podcast now and head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgallonpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use this. Only valid in legal gambling states. And if you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. So moving on to our next match. It's one which is closest in terms of odds. And I don't agree with that, to be honest. Um, Brock Lesnar is the 4-7 to favourite to win against Cody Rhodes who is the five to four underdog. Now, when I say I don't agree, it's not that I don't agree with the person who's a favorite. I think that Brock Lesnar should be a more significant favorite than this. And all the times he's been to Saudi, he suffered one defeat, which was to Roman Reigns, which was a controversial defeat as well. He's been booked strong every time he's gone there. Brock Lesnar doesn't lose two matches in a row to anybody. Cody Rhodes is going there with a broken arm. It's a very, very easy loss to set up three matches. So I think Brock should have been a far stronger favorite to the point where there's actually value in this. Betting, um, what is it, $180 to win 100 here is actually, for me, an acceptable bet that I would that I would take. I think betting 180 to win 100 on Brock is actually value. I don't think that that's too wide for me. Uh, yeah, I, you- I, I go with uh, Brock winning too. And uh, some non-logic logic here i hate when they do a oh the guy's hurt now it's like it's not a good fun match because now it's like all right well the guy i mean give me a break if in real life he has a broken arm and he's gonna go against brock lesnar he just tried to go against him and brock grabbed his arm again and just hurt him some so it's like in real life type of nonsense you go this makes no sense why why would you ever do this um they would never do this. But real, yeah. In, in real, real life, life. Brock Lesnar <laughs> kills everyone. Exactly. He wins anyway, even if he's healthy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, his arm is broken. And then it was a weird ending to Raw because it was like he was begging Triple H to do this. And then Triple H says, okay. And it looked like Cody was almost like, no, no, I want you to force me not to. What are you doing? Like, it looked like he was like, oh shit, you're going to let me? Well, I think I think this could be um, Triple H stopping the match or something along those lines. Um, but ultimately, mm. it could it will end it will end in Brock Lesnar winning. I I don't think there's there's any way that you um, that you can go forward with this feud unless Brock wins. I don't think you end it here with Cody injured. Cody winning injured damages Brock too. And oh, Brock's God. done enough damage. Brock, Brock under Triple H has been absolutely shockingly booked. From I think that he believed that he took over at SummerSlam, where Brock lost a great match, and then since then he's been going 50 50 with Bobby Lashley. He's facing Omos at WrestleMania. Um, he did nothing in the Raw Rumble, um, he was eliminated um, by Bobby Lashley, wasn't he? Quite easily. Um, so 
this is this is the thing that the, the the booking of Brock Lesnar has been beyond poor since since Triple H took over, and um, he he needs a, he he needs to win this match. I, I mean, last time Cody beat him was seen as being fluky, but yeah, I think Brock Lesnar wins this. And I and as I said, it's probably my best bet and it's the closest odds so what is now then cody not going to be in action now for a couple months because they have to pretend he's actually hurt so now he's not even on you know around no no because i think cody would actually be hurt i think if cody's off if cody's off tv and off house shows and stuff it's not because they're selling you you know in this day and age, the commitment to Cave Babe and the business is not that is not that high. Yeah. So if Cody's taking time off, it'll be to fix a real problem, which begs the question: Is he the guy? Do you put? Do you end Roman Reigns' run for a guy the same age as him, who has a poor injury record in both companies? He had a poor injury record in AW. He's had a poor injury record here. He's been injured twice. Last time he was out for eight months or so. Uh, and now he'll be out for what six or seven weeks for whatever this problem is. Uh, the rumors are to believe, be believed. So, for me, he's not the guy who you who you build up for Roman Reigns. I still believe that. Um, at least if they do it at forty, there is a real story to finish and not some made up one mm -hmm. like which was my issue last last time. But I still don't think he's the right guy to do it with. Um, but staying on point, Brock Lesnar wins this match. Okay, what do we got next? All right, so next we're going to do Becky and Trish. Mm. This is an interesting because in this one, I think the odds are too wide. You've got Becky Lynch at the price of one to four minus 400, mm. and Trish is three to one plus 300 underdog. Everything I'm hearing about this is that this is going on for a while. And if Becky wins this match, and then wins the next match. That's two matches, and that doesn't get you to SummerSlam or wherever you're supposed to be going. Now, Becky could win two matches, and they might not be going to SummerSlam, which is fine. But if Becky and her are splitting matches, and the second match is at Money in the Bank, it makes much more sense to Becky to win in the UK than in Saudi. So I think Trish is a live underdog here. I wouldn't be putting any money on Becky Lynch. I'm not predicting Trish. I think this is a hard match to predict, and probably Becky does win. But all the line value is on Trish. There's no value on Becky for 400 to win 100, minus 400. There's no value at all for matches that are going to get split at some point before Becky ultimately wins the feud. Is it also a case of you have, because like we have said, for Saudi, a lot of good guy stuff for Saudi, you would think, uh, make the fans happy, right? So mm. Becky to win there... And then to lose in UK because that gets more heat for Trish. People would be more pissed. And with the whole legend type of stuff, I mean, you see that she's kind of gets a dead reaction when she talks. Am I crazy to think that she's getting a, like, it's a bore when she talks. There's something really off. And she tries to get people to act and like, there's no real reaction to her. So I'm thinking maybe if she really kills her in the UK, that helps to have people be like, I want you dead. You know, one of those things. Yeah. I think this is why we should really talk about more wrestling on our, on our, on the day sheet show, because I thought her work has been relatively solid oh. compared to some of the, compared to some of the other women. I feel like that she does cut a decent promo. It's not all over the place. She makes a point. 
the crowd are reacting to it, but not reacting the way that she wants them to. Um, she finds a way to to sort of ad lib. I, I think she's decent. I don't think she's been bad at all. Um, I, obviously, the reaction to certain things is not everything's going to be bloodline um, and not everything's going to be Cody, but I think the reaction has been fine for, for women stuff. Um, I just find it funny. There's the stuff online where it's like, Oh my God, like Becky looks terrible. Like Trish looks better than Becky. And it's like, dude, you're sitting there with, 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 with 200 pounds of fat <laughs> and in your parents' basement, like telling me that this girl is ugly. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like Becky's hot as hot as fire. Like she's been hot ever since she's come back from having a baby. She's looked unbelievable. And um, just because Trish also looks unbelievable for her age doesn't well, mean Trish had a little has had a little one... help too. Oh, a lot of help, yeah. Yeah. I mean <laughs> pulled back like the Joker. Do... Oh, she can't move her face. Yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I I I I would prefer I would still prefer I would prefer Becky over Trish. But really? Trish does look good. Yeah. I don't no? like Trisha's hair. It bothers me. That that's I, I'm trying to put my finger on what the problem is, other than the whole Joker type of thing. Um, that that's part of it. I don't like that feathered Farrah Fawcett shit. Yeah, well, I've just I've always preferred Becky to most to most people that you that you like anyway. But ultimately, it's just this is what most of the online chatter has been in terms of, oh, Trish looks bad and Becky. Well, Trish mm -hmm. looks bad and Becky. That's, that's kind of the main comment I've seen. And it's been like, what are you fucking talking about? Like, she looks good for her age, but you can see there's a lot of, like, injections and glue and <laughs> and and fat burners and, and Jesus, like, knows <laughs> what else. And it could even be like fucking baby blood or whatever else that these people are doing to to uh, to, to get themselves looking that way. But she doesn't look like a human being, um, is what I'm trying to say. I I think so, I think Trish is more of a model look. Like she has that, you know, where obviously in her day as well was you know the top of the world and like that. Shock. You know who Trish reminds me of? Hmm. Go on to Google. Go on to Google. And have a look what the porn star Brittany Andrews looks like now. Okay, let me look. Do you remember her? I know the name. She's now doing MILF porn. It's Brittany with an A, by the way. It's it's what? Brittany with oh. an A? In the, in, the, in, the, in the spelling of Brittany, it's not the one N-E-Y. It's A-N-N-Y. A. Yeah, Brittany Andrews. And then I assume you'd have to put now to... Yeah, exactly right. And this, okay. and that's what Trish looks like now. Okay. So it's very like with the with the look. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find. Hold on a second. It's not quite. It's more Brooke Hogan than Linda Hogan. It's you know it's what? Still, yeah, I I see the, <laughs> I see more Brooke Hogan in this though. <laughs> she does look like Brooke Hogan. She, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. I look like Brooke Hogan, yeah. But I mean, she didn't when she was younger. If you put Brittany Andrews 1996, for example, um, yeah, like, I mean, well, hold on. 1996 is, I wasn't watching porn in 1996. Um, <laughs> 2001. Yeah, you'll see like a more younger version that I grew up with. That's fine. Okay, I'll, Jesus, I'll, I'll type that one now. Just for the record. 
was not watching pornography in 96 because that would have been 13. But yeah. I don't know why that, that that decade popped into my head. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. Um, but yeah, like my, my whole point was that Trish was the drop dead one. And I find Becky to be the the just a pretty girl that you see at a grocery store, maybe. <laughs> like, I find her average, but more than, you know? But, like, I I would never, yeah, so what, I would never see her and go, oh, my or, God. You know, it'd be, she's very, okay, she's a pretty girl. That's about the best I'm giving, you know? Girl, the girl next door versus the porn star. Yes, 100%. 100%. Or... Or there's um, there's a porn series out called Mummy Teaches, and it's like, and it's always like this the is milk it with a Japanese guy doing a massage and luring anybody in, is it? No, that's not that one. It's 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 Mummy Teaches, and it's always like the the mum teaching the daughter how to satisfy her boyfriend, and oh. they both end up like they both teaming the boyfriend. So it's always like some forty five year old with a load of work. And like a like an like an eighteen year old daughter, um, these two could could be that. Although, as I said, the, the narrative online is all oh, Becky looks older than Trish. It's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, <laughs> really? But these guys, they haven't been with real women, so I mean, their 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 input is meaningless. I, I've just seen a lot of it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anybody. I mean, I don't go online really looking at anybody to talk about anything nonsense uh with with this I, I practically stay away i'll i'll voice an opinion and then sign off and like i don't even see if anybody's commented or not on it but what's uh yeah literally i was tagging you this week in in um format in, in format stuff for day sheets and you haven't seen any of it so you you text me today going what are we talking yeah, about I, did, show? I was like what? didn't see a thing <laughs> I well saw, i literally I put a tweet out about something this is this I put a tweet out going. This is going to be the majority of our show. Um, That's funny. And yeah, but uh, but people th- people call yeah, me a mark you, you, though, right? <laughs> what I don't. Oh, yeah, did yeah. yeah I'm, I'm always the I'm a wannabe mark, which means I'm not a mark, but I want to be one. I guess so. Okay. Uh, what's next for our uh, the next bet? All right. So up next, it's another women's match. And what's interesting here? There's an AW pay-per-view this weekend, and it's in America, and they have two women's matches on the card. Yet WWE are going to Saudi, where women can't speak without raising their hand, and um, (laughs) we have three women's matches on the show. Um, So three of the matches here out of the seven that we will cover will feature women. So the next one's for the Raw Women's Championship, and it's Bianca Belair and Oscar. And Bianca, according to the bookies, is less likely to win than Becky is. She's still a significant favorite mm. at one to three and it's 300 with Oscar at five to two plus 250. So you have to bet $300 down on Bianca to, um, to win, uh, to win 100. But in my opinion, it's a solid bet. She's not losing. She's done mm. ridiculous PR while she's been over there this week, you just haven't been able to like not see Bianca. She's on posters. She's on, she's doing interviews. Um, she's at the presser. So yeah, I think this is a big, big PR tour. This isn't the person to beat her. Um, me and Brad Shepard had a long conversation last night and we talked about Oscar for a bit. And this is one of those things. This is WWE doing the whole AW thing where it's like, Oh, we're bringing in somebody 
And it's your job to go on YouTube to have a look who they are. It's your job to go and do the homework instead of us telling you. So with Oscar, everybody's telling me this is the this is Kana. This is that version of Oscar with the shorter hair and the face paint and the different mist. Well, I see three things. A haircut, different face paint, and the green mist. Why is this scarier? Why is this a better version? Why is this any kind of upgrade on Oscar? And why should this be more of a threat? I've seen nothing to tell me why that is. I've seen nothing to show me why that she should be a, a bigger threat to Bianca than anybody else. It's been poorly done. It's been poorly booked. And all we've done for this match is have her interrupt a ceremony where Bianca became the longest reigning champion and spit in her face, which she's already done before. So they are bang out of ideas here. They've done a terrible job as to, as to telling me why Oscar's more of a threat. And I just want to be done with this and have Bianca move on to other people. And I think this is the last match and Bianca wins. Here's what do you the, think? the only thing stopping me on this is, and I got to realize that it's WWE that fucks things up. So I don't know why it's sticking me. Um, um, after you had said. Looks, I mean, looks amazing in a pair of shorts, by the way. <laughs> I've been out this week. With a big fat ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the thing is with Asuka. My problem here is this new Oscar, as we as you just mentioned. So where does she go from me? This is a new. I'm I lost to Bianca. I'm now transforming into somebody who's vicious and scary and mean and being a bad guy. And then she loses again to her. Then why why bother? Why even have gone through this in a in prior wrestling stuff, this makes sense that then she wins because now she's gone to a different level and a different persona, and this is the push. So she's going to go through all that and then lose? And then they go, all right, well, now what? She's going to stay that same character and just have regular matches against anybody? Well, yeah. I mean, what, what can you do? You can move her the other brand or you turn her baby face again or, you know... Jesus. She could wind up in NXT or something because they're they're you know they're always having people come in and do a do a do a little stint over there. But to be honest, like despite the fact we just had a draft, that women's division and that tournament that they had over there was pretty decent. Like if you can eliminate Gigi Dolan and Gate and JC in the first round and make it make sense, and still people didn't know whether Tiffany was going to win or, or Cora was going to win or Roxanne was going to win. I think that's pretty decent. And I'm, and I think that when Tiffany and Cora come up, they'll be insane to waste them because they are far, far more interesting and they're far more upside to me than these horse women who have been shoved down our throats oh. for the last, like, however many years. I haven't, how, God, how long has it been? Uh, maybe nine years, I would say. And it's been like Charlotte and Bailey and Becky and Sasha continuously. And, 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 and two, of, two of them, maybe even... Um, three of them in, in, in some ways aren't attractive. Um, Sasha's like half attractive. Um, but, yeah, there's but, something just but off. The others, it's something just off. And it's the same with Charlotte because she's hit and miss as well. Like she can look great in photos and then she can wrestle. Well, and, in know, photos, it's all fucking <laughs> computer generated. She's in the ring and she's, she's, she can't beat something. Her makeup all comes off and she's crying. She's like, <laughs> that, that thing she does where she can't, 
where someone kicks out on two and a half and yes. it's like, oh, why can't I Every win? Time. And it's like, oh, God, what? And then it's, and I'm, she's like, why can't I win? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, why did I defend you? Why did I, yep. <laughs> why did I think that you were, like, you know, it looks bad. But, but and it's not all about who's attractive or whatnot. But when you are selling women, and it, look, if UFC had their ideal situation, then they would be able to, they would have attractive women, women in all the fights. Like Paige Van Zandt would actually be a good fighter. Um, and not somebody who could never make the step up to to the to the higher level. Ronda Rousey got found out when when the girls started to get better, but they they were they were like great looking girls for them to have, and they always would like the um, the attractive girls to do well. In this company, you can do that. You can have Tiffany Stratton beat Bailey all the time. Like you don't need to push Bailey. You don't. You can you can have the attractive girl who can speak. The you know the the, the princess with the big boobs who can who can speak and wrestle a little bit, you could have a win all of the time. I don't get why they why they do this. I don't get why we've had the horse women for so many years when you can pick and choose who wins the fights. It makes no sense because if you can have all of the pretty girls that that make you that make men stop on the channel, and this is where we've lost the point of what wrestling's supposed to be. It's supposed to be something where you know, you you have it on, and if say for example you're you're in a bar and you're channel surfing, and and a dude at the bar goes, "Oh, hold on a minute, leave that on, leave that shit on, it's true. leave that 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 ass and those those T's on the TV." <laughs> like that's why that's what I want to see. But we got a, away from that somehow, and everything is wrestling, 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 like all the time. And yeah, you know, it's not it's interesting now to people. Like, okay, we get it. These girls can wrestle most, for the most part. They can wrestle better than they used to. Some of them really can't. And it still, to me, looks clunky as hell. And it shocks me here to see three matches on this card um, that, that are women's matches. But, I mean, here are two of the women who I don't think are, are channel stoppers. Although, Bianca has grown on me a lot um, over the last year. And when I see her doing PR... I get it. When you see Nick Cannon saying he wants to impregnate her as part of a as part of a diss rap, um, then you you become to realise that oh, okay, like certain people are really into this, and yet she's a pretty girl. Like when you see her doing a PR and and whatnot. Obviously, the wrestling thing when all her hair's like tied up and yeah, she's that a hair stupid help. pony. Yeah, and I think that I that I think that sucks, and I'm bored of it as well. But um, but yeah, I, I I get it with her, and I think that there needs to be more people like that, and I think it's important to not waste Cora and and Tiffany when they come up. But um, this girl needs challenges after this. I'm not worried too much about the direction of Oscar. You are right, but what's the direction of Bianca? Who is the next challenger on SmackDown? And we still, by the way, in a situation where <laughs> Bianca Bianca the, Bianca's the Raw Women's Champion yeah. on SmackDown. And Rhea's the SmackDown champion on Raw, and the NXT Tag Team Champions are also in SmackDown, and Jesus. nobody has done anything to address it to this point. It's like that's what it's going to be like all year. I mean, is that is that really? What's I can't happen? believe that. I really, I expected like they did last time, where they threw the belts at each other. Remember, it was a uh, Becky. If Vince, it. If, if Vince was in charge, if Vince was in charge, they, they would be calling him senile and saying what are and it's and and with Triple H, it's barely mentioned. It's it's barely been it's barely been talked about. We're one of the only podcasts talking about. I don't know if, if Triple I mean, if Vince isn't the one behind, how, we don't know this. Vince is back doing stuff. I don't know. That's the problem. Unless you hear from a friend of yours that's over there, um, 
I'd really like to know how much control does Vince have? Well, because... I, I, hear, I hear he's not involved. He, he said himself he's not going to be involved. Well, in he's saying a lot of bullshit, but, though, with him. I ain't trust him right. what he says. But, but the fact he's conceded that he's not going to be involved in the in the weeds means to me, when he, with him saying I'm not getting involved in the weeds, is kind of saying at the same time, you're saying what you're not involved in, but you're also confessing to what you are involved in. Mm. And I think that that tells I'm involved with the top shit. I make the big decisions around here. I've decided who the champions are yeah. and when they're losing their titles. I'm not I'm not I'm not deciding um who is who is the next um challenger for Bianca Belair or Rhea Ripley or or anything like that. Like Natty versus Rhea Ripley or this Oscar rematch is probably not his decision. Ultimately if Bianca drops the title or whatever. Uh, might be his decision. I find it strange that nobody stepped in and said, why is your SmackDown champion on Raw and vice <laughs> versa? But I expect something will, I expect coming out of this, something will happen because we have a solid five weeks until they come to England. Perhaps the money in the bank cash in on somebody will um, revert things back to normal. That's Maybe true. that's what they're waiting for. Um so yeah, I, I I'll wait. I'll take a wait and see approach. But it's it's becoming a little bit long in the tooth now with with having this scenario as it is. I agree. All right, what do we got next? Before we move on to our next set of matches, let me quickly take this time out to tell you guys about Shady Rays because Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing fifty percent off, but you also have a chance to win five. $100. And for our international listeners, Shady Race has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over. So make sure to take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. So final two matches to cover here. We're going to breeze past this SmackDown Women's Championship match. Um, Rhea Ripley is a 1-25 to favorite. <laughs> you need to put $2,500 down on Rhea Ripley to win 100 bucks. Wow. Well, and if you want to make $100 real quick, then you, there you go. Yeah, you need to find two and a half grand first. <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, Rhea, Rhea, Rhea Ripley wins. Um, I think this this really does highlight the lack of depth in the women's division. And, you know, while this match is a complete waste of time to talk about, yeah. it gives us time to talk about else, which is which is going to be, when you saw these drafts put up mm -hmm. and you saw um, the women on Raw listed and the women on SmackDown listed, did you see that both brands had under 10 people um, on, on each one? So I think I think maybe one even had like seven or eight, I think. Um, so so yeah, I mean, it, you don't need two titles when you only have six or seven challenges. Yeah, you know. And then you have the, you have another title over on NXT. You have tag titles too. Yeah, that's um, a joke because NXT, now it's just uh, let's put people together for the tag title. Right. So something something needs to be done about that, perhaps. Maybe all this is leading to a unification at SummerSlam. I really hope that Rhea and Bianca are unifying at SummerSlam you because you don't need this. That might make sense, and that's why they have not given the belts to the other side. Why bother? Because then they could even say that. Go, we've had Raw and SmackDown, SmackDown on Raw. Let's you know make one real clear winner, 
and do that? I mean, or do they even push it further to go to uh, Survivor Series? Yeah, I mean, either, either or, like, I don't see the point of it. It's different with the men, and it seems very strange where with the men's side, you're introducing another belt uh, because you have this situation over on the men's side. But um, on, on the women's side, you have less than 20 women on your main roster with only a handful of decent women who are who are roster-ready coming up. Uh, only a handful of stars coming up from NXT. So if you cut the fat, you would have 25 solid women and then you could have the ta- a decent tag division and a decent chase for the one title at the top um, with, with, with 25 women. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't like to like advocate for people losing their jobs, but how many cuts <sighs> is Dana, Dana Brooke going to survive? And, and there are other mm-hmm. people there as well. Good on, on one side of things where now we do have two genuine managers with Scarlett and Maxine Dupree. That's been missing for ages. It's been a mistake to have everybody wrestle. Having Lana in the ring and having her be worse than people like Bad Bunny and Logan Paul, who really do highlight how poor she was and how poor others are too, not just her. There's there's people, men that wrestle on AEW that are are quite poor. Um, and And they've highlighted, like, either you have it or you don't have it. And she didn't have it. Other people don't have it. But... Not everybody needs to be a wrestler, especially not on the female side of things. This this is a, this is a program primarily watched by men who are between um, who are between eighteen to forty five. At least they say that. Although every time they measure the average age of the fan, it, it comes out it gets higher and higher every year. Last year it was forty eight. Mm. Was the average viewer the average viewer of Monday Night Raw was forty eight years old. So I mean I'm I'm not even there yet. You probably are, but um, I'm one away. Yeah, so oh, you're going to be the so that's I'm the works They've out. been like, following me. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Jesus. Like you, you watched it at you watched it at a boom period. I imagine yeah. you got in Hogan. Oh, of course. Um, WrestleMania two, three. What that oh, kind of time? It was one, one for sure. Yeah, I was renting all right. those things. Yeah, yeah, there was hundred percent. So you are. You are the most common fan who stuck That's with unbelievable. it. Uh, WrestleMania one. So you are now the average age. Like uh, we started as a joke and ended with and ended as a fact. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, um, that, that's exactly where that's exactly where we're at with that. So, um, so so it's it's, a, it's an interesting like situation in terms of who do you write your show for, how do you bring in that like younger audience, and and what and what do you, and what do you actually do? But primarily. People of your age, if you are the most common audience, when you when you when you see women on there, okay, the wrestling the wrestling side is fine, but you do need a bit of Maxine Dupree or or, or Scarlett. Like I said, like on on Twitter when I when when you put a tweet out about Sable, I said um, nineteen ninety six Sunny managing the Smoking Guns, and I recall, mm-hmm. and even now we're doing a podcast on a poll recently um, with Rince Russo when we had to watch things back. Yeah. You, I wasn't fast forwarding a load of the matches where where she was on, where she's where she's on the side of the ring and she's slapping the mat and everything, and she's dressed as a cowgirl yeah. when she was dressing as as a cowgirl all the time with the um, the top which was tied up in the middle, yeah. the brown top was tied up in the middle, or the cowboy. And she put her tits boots. on the mat too, you know, when she she knew what she was doing. Put her tits on the mat, and she got birthday cakes thrown on her. Yeah, she was slop with a slop bucket, so you know you had all of that shit like deliberately 
running down her boobs, yep. which is what they did on purpose. Like it was all, and they and they say Attitude Era started in '97, but but Sonny's there in '96 with her boobs out, and Goldust is being like gay as hell. Like yeah. I'm, he yeah, I literally watched the other day um, where he cut a promo talking about how he wanted to. He was eating a chocolate bar and talking about how he couldn't, how he how he was eating it because he couldn't get enough of the taste of Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> And he hopes that, and he hopes and hope <laughs> next time he melts, he melts in my, he melts in my mouth like this chocolate. <laughs> I, I, and this, this was, and this was pre, um, pre attitude era or what they define as it. So I, I honestly feel people need to have a look back at some of the stuff. Look at how Warrior, the the new version of Ultimate Warrior in '96, um, Ahmed, Goldust, mm-hmm. Sunny, like was going down in 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 96 for sure it's one of my favorite years but by the way this uh, is a betting show too billy we should uh (laughs) this is this is like for god's sake oh i i didn't want to talk about rhea ripley and uh and (laughs) but the last the last match is interesting uh gunter is a minus uh 800 favorite now and mustafa ali is a nine to two underdog plus 450 had some reports saying that a shocking title change was lined oh, up for um, for a clickbait thing saying shocking title changes lined up and people There's read no between the lines hell. it was it was that x zero guy um who's who's become less and less credible since he done our show what <laughs> cursed him and, <laughs> just like rogers yeah, you cursed him too <laughs> right exactly um you know i'm going to um I'm going out to watch Rogers play for the Jets, by the way, next season. Oh, you're going to fly uh, into New York I'm, to do that? I looked at the games. Uh, they're, they're playing Chiefs and Bills and Patriots. And um, if I wait till the last one, where which is the Chiefs, there may be a playoff game for the Yankees. Otherwise, it would be a regular mm. season game for Yankees. So I'm definitely watching both. Definitely watching Yankees and, and Jets while I'm there. And also there's a, there's a UFC card going over there as well at some point. So you jumped the more, off that, the, the uh, more the ab- abandoned ship to that last place, uh, Packer team, huh? <laughs> oh, I haven't abandoned ship. I just want to see. Oh, it's going to be a rough couple of years. Yeah, oh, it's going to uh, be. Yes. <laughs> it, it's going to be, Oh, but, welcome uh, to not having a real quarterback. You haven't had one of those in a hundred years. So since you've been alive. Yeah. It's fine. I'll watch as a neutral for a couple of years. But um, <laughs> but getting back, circling back here, um, there was a report saying that, that he would lose uh, because it would be an opportunity to free him up for mm. the world title. Now, he was moving up. But I don't think, I, I think that if you're moving up, the triple threat match where you could have lost last month without being pinned mm. was a way to do it. He, his story would be, I never got pinned. I never got pinned. That's moving up. If you're if you're pissed that you never got pinned, yeah. and then you start taking it out on on people and moving up the moving up to the world title shot, that 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 to me is an upgrade. Losing your belt in this fashion sets you back <laughs> to the point where you need to get the win back. Because what does he do if he loses here oh, to God. Ali in front of his right? Then he's got to say, "I want my rematch," and then he gets the belt back and. So, for me, there's no way that he loses here. I think that's a false report, and I still think Gunther wins. See, I I heard you with Brad talk about this, and I did not hear the. Um, Have you listened to that? Show? 
You listen to that show. I'm trying to. I know it's 50 hours long. I don't have that much time in a day, but I'm trying. It's uh, I'm right. I'm toward the end. I I've been listening since I texted you this morning. So yeah, it's it's uh, three and a half hours of Billy of blowing himself. You would think he was the genius. <laughs> so well, that, that was that's your take. That was your takeaway from that show. It was a lot of it. I'll tell you that. And we're going to talk about it on the dirty sheets. So if people want to listen, go to the dirty sheets. Um, but there'll, mm. there'll be discussion. I want to help you out a little bit. Um, so you guys mentioned that he did, Ali did something on Twitter about something like, well, if I can't do this, I'm going to quit. Anytime I hear that kind of shit, it makes me then double think. And I go, mm, how do they get out of that? Even though they could just ignore it. But. That is always what then catches me. And I go, well, what the hell? And then I saw how on Raw, I go, look at him abandon that positivity, stupid fucking thing. And be like, I need to fucking do something. So you go, oh, it, it, now it seems a hundred times more possible. You know, just those two stupid things. And maybe that's just the way they do it to try to get people like me, their average uh, fan, to... Uh, think, well, maybe this is possible instead of us knowing this is insane if he went just because he's the token guy that's going over there. I don't care. It's, it's, if anybody even starts to waver, I think they need to think of Drew and Roman uh, when they had Clash at the Castle because they did this to you like they're doing this to me where you go, man, they're really, it's all the publicity and they they're I'm actually believing this now that they're going to do this because this is his hometown. Everybody's going to go crazy. You got to have them win. And they go, huh? No, not really. Um, so I'm thinking the same type of thing. They're just going to go. No, here's no. The thing, though. Here's, here's the thing. I just watched that press conference and it was a little awkward because he was not as over as he expected to be. And he was talking in, in Arabic and he was saying, I'm going to win in front of my people and, and all of this kind of stuff. And he, at one point he said to, um, I think it was Byron, he said, oh, sorry, Brian, I couldn't hear you over the people chanting my name. <laughs> and they weren't. They, they just weren't chanting his name at that point. And they oh, could have wow. easily heard what he So it was, mm. it was too choreographed in terms of, to go align with what he what he was expecting. And obviously, if you're calling an audible at that point, that means that it's fallen below your expectations. If you've been given these lines where you're going to be super over and you've given these and you've given you've been given these things to say because the expectation is you're going to be super over. If you don't hit those lines, then you're basically, you know, where the especially the line where it says, sorry, I couldn't hear you over them chanting my name. But but they weren't. So if he says that is they if they, if they if he says that it means obviously they weren't. But if he doesn't say it, he's basically taking out a line where he's saying he's over and acknowledging that he isn't. But but the, the, but he was significantly less over than Rollins and definitely Sami Zayn in the press conference. So I wonder if that's just a case of they don't believe it. He it's wasn't like, born okay, there, yeah. right? No, but it's it's like I know it's a heritage, not, but yeah. it's like me being over in Italy. I'm not from there. Some Italian, but, but Monsoor, Monsoor would have been the one. But obviously, yeah. Ali would give you the gives you the better match because he's the better wrestler, and he's been flirting with um, with wrestling with the big guys for a while. But he doesn't beat anybody, and I think that's the problem. I don't think it's a case of this isn't our guy. 
uh, Mon- Monsoor's more our guy. I don't think it's that. Yeah. I think it's a case of they just don't believe it. Like they're they're smart enough enough with with what they ch- with their chants and you know, singing Rolling Song and cheering for Sammy and um and see and they were chanting Thank you Trish. They they know what the storylines mm-hmm. are and that they're a lot more in they're a lot more clued up than people think. And I think that they know that he can't win, and that's why he's not getting the, he's not getting the big hometown investment i don't know if it'll be different tomorrow but i don't think they believe it mm. yeah i mean the man the guy's from chicago for god's sake <laughs> like yay look one of your own no no he's from chicago uh his wife might be she wears that head that towel and everything but you know all right well uh mm. yeah i i'm, I'm going 100 percent with with gunther on this i just don't know if they dare to address it afterwards does ali does this help him do another story? I mean, you're kind of at the point of, all right, we've tried all we can with you, Ali. I don't know what else we could do. Mm. So that's all I think. Uh, what's, go ahead. What's your, what's your like lock? What's your bet of the show? Even if you have to put two, two, two matches together to get a decent bet. Oh, I would, I mean, we all know a hundred percent that, uh, Natalia is losing. Um, I would put that. Well, this in, is the point. Yeah, adding that one. Yeah, it's always an adding on, of course. Um, Going with Sammy and uh, Owens uh, on that one. Uh, The the Brock one, you got to put Brock in there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? You convinced me with the Bianca one uh, and do it that way. A little too close for comfort with the Trish and Becky one. I I respect your opinion and everything, but that that part of me where I think it's better to get heat on Trish in in England than it is here uh, makes me think Becky wins it here. So I kind of stay yeah. away from that one. I'm comfortable with any combination of matches. So, I, I, I if I was to give out one lock on the show. Um, it would simply be parlay Brock Lesnar together with Owens and Sammy because that's a double your money bet. Mm. One one's close to. It's in fact it's 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 more than that um, because because Brock Lesnar alone by just putting a hundred down on him you end up with one hundred and fifty eight. Mm-hmm. So if you t- if you put the if you put the one hundred and fifty eight back on to the the one to three minus three hundred selection because that's how parlay works. You end up with 210 back. So it's 11 to 10, plus 110 on the two, two-tiered two parlay of Lesnar along with Sammy and Owens. I think that would be my best bet. But I'm very comfortable parlaying Brock, Rhea, Gunther, and Seth Rollins or even adding um, uh, or even adding Sammy and Kevin to that. So yeah, any anything which isn't the Becky Lynch match, which is the one that I don't like, but every other match, I'm I'm comfortable adding. If there's if there's one more, I would take off. If it would be Gunther, but I'm very very convinced by the other five, and I think I'm convinced by Gunther too. But just just guns in my head in terms of taking matches off, um, that they would be the ones. There's no way Rollins doesn't win. There's no way Sammy and Owens don't win in Saudi. There's no way Brock doesn't win. There's no way Bianca's losing a title. There's no way Rhea's losing a title. The other two are are small possibilities. 
in my opinion. Well, Trish and Becky's more than a small possibility. I'm not touching that match. Um, and I think Gunther wins as well. So it's one of those cards. It's not an overly exciting podcast in terms of us having many hot takes. I mean, Trish for me is the only real live underdog and everything else is quite straightforward. But this is common. This is very common when you go to Saudi. Yeah, I, I like that too. I might have to see if uh, I don't know. You, are you halfway blocked on a, how much you could bet on these things because they know of you? Oh, wrestling, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. See, because I'm like, I'd like to send you money, but why bother? Can't do it because if you're going to do anything, you can do it for yourself. Um, yeah, maybe I could have a uh, fucking one of our buddies Umar do it or something like that. So, all right, you want to close on out? Yeah, let's close on out. So. You can follow me on Twitter, as I mentioned at the top of the show. I'm the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast so at SGP Soccer, that's at SGP Soccer, and at LockBetting.com for all sports, at LockBetting.com. He is at Lingus Mafia. That's at Lingus Mafia. And uh, to get all of my additional content, wrestling stuff is datasheets.com and gambling stuff is LockBetting.com. I've been Billy. He's been Cav. Good luck of all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.